98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. We're going to begin and end with the Arizona Cardinals for today's edition of the 4 o'clock reset. Injury updates from Cliff Kingsbury after yesterday's humiliating 44-21 season opening loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Cornerback Marco Wilson, who left the game, is doing better. Offensive lineman Justin Pugh, who was inactive before the game, is day-to-day, along with defensive lineman J.J. Watt, also day-to-day. He was also inactive for yesterday's game. Cliff Kingsbury on if wide receiver Rondell Moore is going to be able to practice this week. I'm not sure. That's another guy that uh, Wednesday we'll see how he feels. Hopefully he can do something, but um, we got to get him out there. So his official status? I think it's pretty much day-to-day at this point, but a guy like him that you know does that much running, we got to be really smart with him. How about the other big injury? The other big injury? There you go. <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually the top story of the day. Oh, we'll okay, ad- we'll okay. address their All bruised right. ego and yes. whether they're going to be able to get off the injury list. Yeah. Their ego suffered many bruises in that game in, yesterday. Indeed. We wanted to just check on the status update clip and just let us know how it's doing. Ego contusion. The Arizona Cardinals are day-to-day. We'll give you an update on that just in a couple of minutes. NFL injuries sustained in week one around the league, and we haven't mm. spent a lot of time talking about what happened okay. around the league. We'll kind of look at the injuries and then maybe talk a little bit about what happened yesterday in the NFL. Reigning Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt, is going to get a second and third opinions on what's being reported as a torn pec muscle he suffered against the Bengals. The hope is that if he's told he doesn't need surgery, maybe he could come back in six weeks and play for the Steelers. Yeah, he he was caught. A lot of people, lip syncers out there, saying he, he was saying, I tore it. I tore it. His pec. So he got injured in the fourth quarter. Najee Harris got injured in the fourth Fourth quarter. Pittsburgh won that game, but a lot of damage if TJ Watt's going to be out for any extended period of time. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott underwent surgery to address his fractured right thumb today. Ian Rappaport said Dak is now looking at a possible return either October 30th against the Bears or after the Cowboys by November 13th against the Packers. Man, this is, um, yeah, that's a big, big blow for them. Cooper Rush had to be the quarterback. Remember, Dak Prescott just a couple of years ago missed all of that time with that terrible, terrible ankle injury and he missed most of the season. So now he's going to be out for a little while. Cooper Rush you know, was the quarterback that came in. They could be they, they could be in a lot of trouble. They might be calling the 49ers right now saying, hey, you still... Any thought you want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo over some here? speculation about whether they're going to put that phone call in or not and, and, and if we're being honest about it, well, the, Cowboys, the 49ers, I'm not trading them now. Absolutely not after the way Trey Lance played yesterday, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but Dak Prescott, it's not like he was playing well before he got hurt. That offense was really struggling against Tampa Bay. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones had tests on his back, which was determined to just be spasms and nothing serious. He hopes to play on Sunday. Of course, Tua and the Dolphins made it four straight against Belichick wow. and the Patriots with their win yesterday. Yeah, Tyree Kill made his debut for Miami. He led the Dolphins with eight receptions for 94 yards. And uh, yeah, clearly the Miami Dolphins and, and their new coach, 
That's a good win for them over the Patriots to start the season. And the 49ers, losers to the Bears over the weekend, also lost running back Elijah Mitchell. He's going to be out two months with Man, a sprain good. MCL. Like, he, was, he was good. Yeah. So that's a big loss, too, with Elijah Mitchell out. But that's a big loss for the 49ers. It was terrible conditions with all the rain in Chicago. But Lance was terrible, and the Bears got came away with a big win. We haven't talked yet about ASU football, or U of A for that matter, and we'll briefly mention over the weekend that both teams lost. ASU to Oklahoma State on Saturday night, and then later Saturday night, U of A losing to Mississippi State. Game times were announced for not this week's matchups, but next week's matchup as well. ASU taking on Utah in two weeks. That's a 7.30 kickoff. U of A will take on Cal at 2.30 in the afternoon. Usually the Pac-12 sets yeah. their game times like two weeks in advance, so we know that Utah game is going to be 7.30 at Centerville Stadium. But a quick word about Oklahoma State and what happened there. I just thought ASU played really well in the first quarter. It was a solid quarter for them. And then the second quarter, it just got really, really bad. I mean, they, they had the fourth and one at their own 41. It looked like they were going to go for it. Then they took a timeout. Then they punted. Uh, and then, obviously, just some big plays by Oklahoma State. The next thing you know, you get down in that game. There were some dumb, dumb penalties yep. by ASU as well, especially in that second quarter. Really dumb penalties. Brought you back to what happened last year. And, and they, they go into the half down 17-3. to three. They're able to come back a little bit and make a game of it. Um, so it was, But then the fourth quarter, it all fell apart for them. Diamondbacks back home tonight, taking on the L.A. Dodgers at Chase Field. Tyler Anderson versus Ryan Nelson. The matchup, and again, once, once again, a congratulations to Zach Gallen passing Brandon Webb for the most consecutive scoreless innings pitched in Arizona history. 44 and a third is where the number ended up at. And for Zach Gallen, that's the seventh, seventh longest scoreless inning streak in the history of Major League It was an incredible Baseball. streak. It really was an incredible streak. I mean, to think that he had not given up a run uh, since August 2nd against Cleveland. That's how long ago it's been. And he's pitching every fifth day, so just incredible streak by Zach Gallen. But our top story of the day today on the injury lists with a contusion to their ego, the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to snap it. McSorley with three seconds left. Drops back to throw. Steps up. Being chased. Hit. Sacked. At the 45-yard line. A fitting end to this week one loss for the Cardinals. 44-21 Kansas City, and it felt a lot worse than that. Yeah, to Dave Pash's point with that 44-21 deficit, I think most of us knew it was going to be bad. I think on Friday we had a feeling it was going to be bad. I don't think any of us thought it was going to be that bad. I mean, there wasn't even a wisp of competitiveness in that game. No, no. Not even is... a breath of competitiveness no, in that game. No, because they just they came out of the game. They, they came out of the gates. They go 11 plays all the way down the field. They score a touchdown. The next time they get the ball, they go 8 plays. They score a touchdown. The next time they get the ball, they go 11 plays to score a touchdown. Listen, I mean, it was pretty obvious, like, you know, in the first quarter, you're like, okay, just like Arizona can't stop them. Like, there's nothing that they can do to stop Patrick Mahomes. They're going to score every time they get the ball. I mean, it was almost like when you when you forced them to, to, to punt, it was like, wow. I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, like, that's a victory right there that they didn't score a touchdown because they did have that one, you know, one drive where they, um, you know, they did punt it. But, out, you know, it just got out of hand very quickly. It was 37 to 7. 37 to 7. You look at the car, it's like, man, you're down by 30, by 30 at home. 
at home. Now, you were saying that they haven't won a home game since October of last year. This is now six games in a row at State Farm Stadium that they haven't won. Some of those games were winnable. Like, you should have beat the Colts on Christmas Day. Absolutely. You should have beat a, a depleted Seattle team for a chance to host a playoff game. Like, those were very winnable games. I didn't think they would beat Kansas City. I thought Kansas City would beat them comfortably by at least two touchdowns. So did you. But it, but this but then you see it like it, there's one thing to expect it. Most people expected Kansas City would win the game easily. Then when you see it, it's like okay, yeah, just but, it just doesn't make it any better. But, but it doesn't. It, it's all in degrees, right? Like you can win a football game comfortably, but yesterday's game, like I say, it was never competitive. I mean, even when it was 14-7, to right, and the Cardinals, man, if they could have just gotten a stop, what could have happened? Yesterday's game never, ever, ever felt like the Cardinals ever had a chance in that game. And there's they a, didn't. There's a difference to me between expecting a team to lose by a couple of touchdowns and then what the Cardinals did yesterday. There wasn't, like I said, there wasn't even a wisp of competitiveness. No, there was yesterday. no hope. No, it was no None. hope. No. No, at one point, I think I tweeted out something about, man, I wish there was a mercy rule for this game. I think it would, like, like just a running just, clock like they just do in end it. high like, school just, football games just, sometimes. Yeah, listen, I got to that point. I'm sure everybody else did. Just like, just end this game. My God, this is just brutal. It was brutal yeah. to watch. It was a terrible performance by the Cardinals. And, you know, like, they got to get better in a short amount of time because they, they, they got a tough Raiders team that they're going to play next week. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the root of what happened yesterday. No pressure on Mahomes, no ability to cover guys down the field. It took only one drive for the opponents to score. The defense yesterday is what we need to talk the most about, and we will next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Mahomes waiting. Shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Mahomes fires right side. Caught Edwards Alaire, and he walks in for the touchdown. The Cardinals made a big mistake. Nobody covered the back. Edwards Alaire, an easy six for the Chiefs. All right, so figure it this way. The Kansas City Chiefs ran 66 offensive plays yesterday. Okay, 66. Uh-huh. They had 33 first downs. Huh. <laughs> now, if, if I'm if I'm understanding this football thing correct and, yeah. and this math thing correct, does that basically mean they picked up a first down every, every two, two plays? plays. <laughs> stop it! Right? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, I mean, how many? But how many? And I was charting this early. I wish I would have finished it. But how many play big plays were there? So first drive. Uh, 18 yards to Clyde uh, Edwards-Alaire. 18 yards, Juju Smith-Schuster. Next drive, 25 yards, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 20 yards, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, all, like, you know how many big plays there were? Tons. Big plays. In fact, I'm, I'm, give me if, if you talk for a minute, I'll be able to yeah, tell you. It's what the one big of the things were. I was charting early. Then I got away from it because I kind of got bored of watching the football game because it was just. <laughs> I'm, 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 but I, I was actually, you know me, I take you know, I'm like meticulous right. notes ready for of this? everything. Here you, go. Here you go, I found it. Okay, I found it. Go ahead. Ten longest plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, you ready? All yeah. Right. All of them were over ten yards. Uh, go ahead. Thirty-five yards, Mahomes to Kelsey. Yeah. Thirty yards, Mahomes to Sky Moore. Jeez. Twenty-six yards. Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. 25 yards, Mahomes to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 23 yards, Mahomes to McCole Hardman. 22 yards, Pacheco up the middle for the 22 yards. The fight doctor yards. got in on the action. Freddy Pacheco got Man. in on the action. 
<laughs> I tweeted that out yesterday. So he's like, good reference. That's awesome. 20 yards. Patrick Mahomes, short middle, Juju Smith, Schuster. They had one, two, they had two over 30. They had. Seven over oh twenty. My God, I was charting that, and then I got to get. I got bored, so I was like, I'm stopping. What was the Cardinals' largest longest play? Twenty six yards. Kyler Murray deep pass to Marquise Hollywood Brown. For okay, 26. that was the twenty six yard at Hollywood yeah. Brown. What was the next one after that? Twenty four. Kyler Murray to okay. Greg Dortch. Yeah. So, All right, so two twenty yard plays. Two twenty yards. So they, they had technically they had four twenty yard plays or more. But I mean, Kansas City had so many big plays, and so if you just and that's not twenty or they were eighteen, eighteen, fifteen. Like they were just like yeah. You wanted a you wanted a nice chunk of grass. You were going to be able to get it against the you could you Cardinals could. defense, and that was the number one takeaway yesterday. Was yeah, there were some injuries, but to sit here and say that they lost that game because they didn't have Antonio Hamilton, right? Because they they didn't have. I think Saturday Saturday the word came out. Cardinals roster move Saturday. Signed offensive lineman Max Garcia from the Giants practice squad. Signed wide receiver Andrea Buccelli to the active roster. Elevated Devon Kennard and Jace Whitaker to the active roster from the practice squad. Placed offensive lineman Cody Ford on injured reserve. Released cornerback Javelin Guidry. You look at see all these roster moves the day before the game. Yeah. Like you're scrambling, scrambling, putting guys on injured reserve and bringing up guys from the practice squad and signing guys off of, like, they, on Saturday, they got out. They signed Max Garcia, and he played on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, how soon can you get here? I can be there by tomorrow's game. Deal. Good, because you, you're going to be you're, you're suiting up. Yeah, you're going to have to play a little bit. You're going to have to suit up in that game. But but defensively, all right, here's here's the thing, and, and this is why I'm not using the injuries as an excuse for what happened, at least on the defensive side of the football yesterday. Trayvon Mullen, it's not like he's some Pro Bowl player. Antonio Hamilton, no disrespect, great story. He's not some Pro Bowl player. J.J. Watt is... But his availability was. is a question mark for the was JJ Watt was for the most part that defense you saw yesterday for the most part is the defense the Cardinals are counting on this year and they got torched yeah torched and that is the big red flag from yesterday is that by and large the Cardinals defense was whole and intact yesterday and they got just gutted. For the whole world to see. Yeah. That's the biggest red flag you can come up with. You know, and it, the other things, like just other things to look at when you're evaluating this, how many sacks did they have? None. 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 Not one. How many times did they blitz? Who knows? Half the time. Well, 54% of the time. I'm sorry. I knew the answer to that question. Yeah. They blitz 54%, 54% of, of the time. 54% the the of the time. The blitz works 0% of the time. Okay? Okay. 54% of the time, the blitz worked 0% of the time. Sex Panther. Yeah. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works all the time. That okay, doesn't make what? any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mine did. 54% of the time, they blitzed no, worked 0% of the he's, time. He's, he's quoting the movie. I know, he's quoting the movie. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, you're going to blitz all that time? There were no sacks? There were no sacks? Uh, How many no, interceptions were none, there? None. They didn't have any interceptions. No they, sacks, no interceptions. No. And, and Mahomes had five touchdown passes. Yeah. Five to- Did you see some of like the numbers on like Mahomes' five touchdowns? Patrick Mahomes is one of six players in NFL history with at least six career games of five plus touchdown passes. Like some of the numbers that were coming out on Patrick Mahomes afterwards, like, okay, yeah, wow, that's, that's impressive. He was the quarterback for eight drives. They scored touchdowns on six of them. 
Okay. Right. They And yeah, I've got the numbers. His sixth career game with at least five touchdown passes. He tied Dan Marino and Ben Roethlisberger yeah. for the fourth most yeah. of all time. Only Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning have won. Yeah, we get it. This is my favorite, though. Next-gen stats. Defense has been reluctant to blitz Patrick Mahomes throughout his career. He's the only qualified quarterback since 2018 to face a blitz rate under 24%. Mahomes has generated a 206.1 passing EPA versus the Blitz since 2018, more than double any other quarterback. So what's Cliff Kingsbury's game plan? 54% they Blitz. Let's Blitz them. Right. Half the time. Let me say that again. He has generated more than double any other quarterback passing EPA versus the Blitz. Matter of fact, there's no quarterback in the league that's better against the Blitz than Patrick Holmes, and it's not even close. So what what do the Cardinals do? They Blitz them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't work. So uh, there's like different ways to look at this. I mean, on the one hand, you could look at it and go, it's Patrick Mahomes, right? He's one of the best ever. He's one of the best in the league right now. He's going to do that to a lot of teams this year, and I think there's some truth to that. But I also think for those of us, and I know you're in this group, and I'm in this club, and I know a lot of our listeners in this club, we had been concerned for months about the state of this defense. We had been concerned for months that the Cardinals just didn't have enough defensively and that they were going to have to over-rely on their offense to win games. Man, yesterday's game was a real red flag to that caution. So, like, oh boy, is this defense? I mean, I I, I knew it was going to be bad. Is it this bad? Is it really this? I mean, Patrick Mahomes will make a lot of defenses look bad, mm-hmm. but this does seem to validate some of those concerns that the Cardinals defensively are just not built well this year and yeah, are going to get I, exposed week after week. I said it earlier. Kansas City is going to finish among the top three or four teams in the NFL offensively. They just will. And the Cardinals will be one of the five or six worst defensive teams in the league, probably. I think that's just going to be the case. And both things can be true. Yeah. I just, both I, things I, can be true. They, look, the Cardinals are built to score a lot of points. They're built offensively. They're built to score 30 points a game and win shootouts. That, They're not built to be a great defensive follow team. Follow the money. That's how the money is spent on this team. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. If you look at the cash spending on the roster. We've talked about this so many times. It's all the money. It's all on the offensive yeah, side they of the football. Spend, you know, the Cardinals spend about $74 million on their defense and about 150 on their offense. I mean, there's a lot of money. It's cash, right? That's cash spending. They they spend a lot more money on their offense than they do their defense. That's just it. So um, they would they got an offensive court. They got an offensive guy in Cliff. They've got a number one overall pick in Kyler, and they're doing everything they can to support them. So there's a great offense, but the defense will suffer. This defense will suffer. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, is it a bad start to this season, or merely a continuation of last season? That's the question that maybe nobody wants to hear the answer to, and we'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Big Red drubbing yesterday, 44-21 at the hand of the Kansas City Red Rum! Red Rum! Red Rum! Red Rum! I'll say that like three or four times, my wife will like, stop, just stop. 
Well, your wife's not. Oh, like that was one of the scariest movies ever because it really wasn't that scary. I'm like, I was when I saw it the first time, I was scared out of my mind. The context, I had nightmares over that. In the context of when it came out, it was really scary. I wasn't believe. it right? Wasn't yeah, it so? Of course it was. Right. Then I started with Hush. Like it's not that scary. I'm like, you didn't think that was scary? Those two little kids came running around in that little. Little big wheel thing. Come play with us, Danny. Come play with us, Danny. Come play with us, Danny. I was scared. Mm, it was scary, but I get it. You know, the the I didn't go on my big wheel for like three weeks after they that. They keep raising the bar for what's scary coming out of Hollywood. I mean, I, I guess there's some new horror movie that came out this weekend that is supposed to be like legit. Yeah. It's called Barbarian. Where we took video of the audience reacting to this movie. It's supposed to be like the new level of horror, and I'm not a big horror movie fan. So, what's the new level? Well, they they just keep finding a new one, right? They just keep upping their game or lowering their game, depending on your perspective. You like jump scares? Here's jumpier scares. (laughs) I guess, right? Well, they just it just gets more. It just gets worse and worse. I think it just goes to show you how little our parents actually cared about us. Like I was like 13 when The Shining came out. My parents took me to it. Like every scary. Omen, The Exorcist. Like, I was like 12. I was traumatized uh, by that stuff. Like, I don't know. My parents just wanted to go to the movies. They took that, I, and I went. And they didn't care. I snuck into movies like that. I, I would buy tickets for something and sneak into something else. Like, you did? I, I yeah. snuck into Alien. I snuck into The Thing. I snuck into... You criminal, you. Well, I a criminal. It's just I just wanted to go see those movies. And some of those movies, like the first time I saw The Thing in the theater, just absolutely traumatized me. I was like 11 years old. And yeah. It was so gross. It was so scary and so gross. Oh my God, was, why did my parents well, take me to all yeah, those your, movies your when I was 12 years my, old? My parents refused to take me to that stuff. I just had to sneak in. Um, horror movies. Well, I mean, yesterday was kind of a horror movie, so I guess in a way it's very on-brand when we're talking about the Cardinals. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Cover your eyes, little Johnny. You took my transition, Burnsy. I was waiting on it. I'm like, I got this one. Cover your eyes, little Johnny. Here we come with the poll question after yesterday's horrific 44-21 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to hey, new levels of horror, bit. man. The Cardinals are finding new levels to lose every week. Yes, they are. Yes, they Especially are. at home. So we decided to ask the people, I mean, let's feed into the anger. Let's do what we've got to do after a loss. Do what, what you do. infuriated you the most after their 44 to 21 loss yesterday? You got four options, but we probably could have put about 15. Your four options are their overall effort since it was week one at home. Your option number two is their offensive and defensive line collapsing. Option number three is their lack of coaching slash preparation for the game. And option number four is that everybody saw this coming. I think I think four we all saw it coming, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I still vote for four we all saw it coming. But in retrospect, hearing some of the comments from Cliff Kingsbury and then being in the room last night when Kyler said, hey, maybe this will be good for us. This will kind of wake us up. You needed a wake-up call going into week one? <laughs> you, 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 you didn't know that Kansas City was good and you were surprised at the level of intensity they brought with them? You, you were, what? I didn't you see were, them in the Super Bowl last year. How good could they be? You were surprised by that? Who cares who they're playing? Do you see how they ended last season? Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's like you weren't prepared. 
So I'm going to stick with my vote for we saw it coming. But some of these comments coming out now about, oh, man, it really kind of took us by surprise and <laughs> captured our attention. And we can't whoa. let the little thing slide this week. <laughs> what were you what, what were you doing last week if you weren't preparing for one of the best teams in football? You know, what, what exactly were you doing with your time if you weren't getting ready for a team that perpetually competes for a Super Bowl? The Cliff comments are priceless. I know yeah. we're going to play them in a little bit, but they're just probably like, what, man? What are you talking about? Patrick right. Mahomes surprises. No, he, no. Well, you, you, you have surprise anyways. Patrick Mahomes. I almost cursed. Um, what's what's our results? Well, uh, infuriating, Bernsey. The word is infuriating. It's driving a lot of people to anger. And 49.1% say the thing that's driving them the most is that they saw this coming from a mile away, but gaining some traction in number two still far away though 26 percent is the coaching and preparation as we hear those cliff kingsbury comments 13.5 percent say the effort 11 percent say the o and d line yeah we'll play those comments for you in a little bit because they were they were um they were yeah. pretty bad but um by the way ESP, espn is saying russell wilson is getting booed by the home crowd in its return I, I, i'm hoping we're there's the big there's a big thing just one minute ago espn just posted russ is getting booed Mitch, if you could, it's on ESPN's Twitter account. See if you can uh, pull some audio off of that. Yeah, I, I asked Russ to roll on it when the got game starts. Booed by the home crowd, so we could play some of that audio for you. I, I mean, wasn't it Pete Carroll the other day who didn't like discourage it? I think I just read a headline. I didn't read the story. <laughs> really, but but like Pete was asked what he thought the twelves, how they were going to respond, and he said, "I'll kind of leave that up to the twelves. And rather than say, hey, man, it's Russell Wilson. He won a Super Bowl with us. He took us to another. Let's treat him with with some respect. I think he started, "Eh, I'll leave it up to the 12s to decide how to respond to Russell Wilson. And some saw that as Pete, like, holding the door open for the Seattle fans to let Russell Wilson have it. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it, it, it would surprise me if it were awful, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right, the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, you want to look at this thing in a vacuum and say this season is a standalone, and it probably is when it's all said and done. But there's a bigger picture issue Seven here, and that games. this is kind of a continuation from last year, not just from the playoff game, no. but from like the last seven games they've played dating back to last last season. They've no. been off. They've only won one of their last seven games, but they gave up 44 points to Kansas City, 34 to the Rams, 38 to Seattle, 30 to the Lions, 30 to the Rams again. So five times they've given up 30 or more. Only the Colts and Cowboys failed to score 30 against them um, in that stretch. So nobody lost by more points this week than Arizona did. The Rams were the closest. They lost by 21. Uh, there were eight games this week determined by nine points or less. And, you know, the Cardinals were blown out. But if you take this thing and, and, and you expand it out just more than this game and more than, you know, but the, my first thought as I was watching that game, and I tweeted something out about that they've been outscored like 70-something to 18 over their last two games. That was in the fourth quarter before they tacked on two more touchdowns. Um, but if you take that further even back from the collapse to last year, man, it's five games where they're giving up 30 or more. Like, that's a trend. Like, that's a trend. I mean, what does it say? It says that the, you're gonna, there's a good chance that if you play the Cardinals, you're going to put up a lot of points. 
because five times in the last seven games, they've given up 30 points, 30 points or more in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some bad trends with that, and you just hope they don't continue through this year. But yesterday's game was a start that kind of showed that the trend continues. Yeah, and whether there was enough done in the offseason to kind of get them off that track, you know, whether there was enough done. I mean, you, you could make an argument that this whole idea the Cardinals run it back this year, they shouldn't want to run it back this year because that team didn't end well last year. That's not a team you want to run it back with. You want to change the narrative. You want to change the equation. You want to bring in different players. And the Cardinals were mostly satisfied to just run back what they had a season ago. Well, what they had a season ago didn't end very well. And, and I, I heard Bickley Murata, the promo that we're playing for their show right now. Yes, what happened last night felt very much like a continuation of how last season ended. And, and if you want to hit zoom, zoom out even further, man, we're almost coming up to 11 months since they've won a game in that building. I mean, I think October 24th is the last time they won a game. And that's six straight home games? games. That's six straight home games they've lost there. Okay, many of those against teams they should Should beat the Colts on Christmas Day. Yeah, now yesterday probably not one of them. Gotta beat Seattle at home. Gotta beat Seattle at home, right? I mean, you could have beat the Packers that day on national television. It's this, it's this, they, they haven't played good, inspiring, confidence building football since when? November of last year? The last year? game I remember feeling like, okay, everything's fine, is when they beat the Bears. Yes. That was the first game of December last year. Okay. I almost felt like, okay, everything's going to be okay. They beat, you know, they were, because they played pretty good. If they I remember. were 10 they played pretty two good at the time. And I that's think. when Kyler came back, right? Yeah, that was when yeah. Kyler came back off the injury. Okay. Right. That was yeah. the, the Bears game. I remember feeling like, you know, not all warm and fuzzy, but, you know, I felt like, okay, they'll, they'll be fine. And then the. You know, obviously the disaster, the collapse after that. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, all right, time to check in on our NFC West rivals because it's starting to look like that perhaps if everything goes according to plan, everyone's going to be tied after week one in this division. That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, here's what it sounded like a few moments ago when Russell Wilson took the field in Seattle. Wow! You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Wow! All of you, you're welcome. I want a Super Bowl for you, you ungrateful. Oh, man. <laughs> I gave you guys a. Wow! You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are you surprised? Mm. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I don't know if I'm that surprised. He he took him to two Super Bowls. I know they should have won two. He should have. I just I the fact that he. I mean, because think about it. That thing's been boiling over for what two, three years now, where they've been dealing, wondering whether Russell Wilson wanted to be there anymore, whether he wanted to be around. They should give him a standing ovation for everything he did with the organization. But the fact that he wanted out, the fact that he didn't want to be there anymore, didn't want to be a part of it. I, I don't know. I guess I'm. I very little surprises me that much anymore when it comes to stuff like that. It really I really don't get that surprised by things like that anymore. Maybe that's just me. 
And Paul Goldschmidt wanted out. Did we boo him here in Arizona? It's, we're different here. We're, we're different. We're different. I don't know if we're that kind of market, you know? I don't know if that's what we're about here. I don't know. I, I'm not surprised by it, but maybe. I, I mean, Seattle had never won a Super Bowl. I know. Jim Zorn, Dave Craig, they had never won a Super Kurt Bowl. Kurt not walking through that door. No. The Steve not Largen's okay, not right. Steve Largen's right. walking, not Russell walking through Wilson that door. Russell Wilson gave you, delivered a Super Bowl Brian to you guys. Brian Bosworth's not walking through that door. Oh, my God. But he's playing for the Broncos tonight. <laughs> Celebrate him later. Not uh, when he's playing your team. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know whether uh, it's just super- to walk it out. I mean, I think you acknowledge a little respect. Thank you. You know, we enjoyed watching you play. I'm sure there's a lot of Wilson Seattle jerseys that are still out there. I, yeah. I am surprised by that. Well, that's what's happening tonight. You got Denver in Seattle, the Broncos and the Seahawks, and of course Russell Wilson making his return. It's on Monday Night Football. I'm actually looking forward to watching it, even though I've watched a Joe Buck Troy Aikman game ten thousand times in my life. The fact that they're calling Monday Night Football, well, yeah. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. You know, yeah. Good thing this wasn't the uh, Kansas City and the Cardinals tonight because <laughs> they would because once they would have changed from the game, I don't know what they would have went to. They would have flexed to something they else. Flexed to something else. Yeah, Heidi, could Heidi have been on? Heidi. Could could not have been on. I don't think so. I mean, you yeah. know that you you know that's what happened, right? They they the, the the network bowed out of the game in in all the other areas outside of Arizona and Kansas City. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that yesterday. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. The, the network. I pull- was reading the Kansas City papers this morning. The just network to see pulled out of the game because it was so Chiefs bad. Chiefs fans outside Kansas City were furious when CBS Sports cut away from Sunday's game. Yeah, <laughs> they cut away from the I game. They that. switched to the Raiders Chargers game. It was like whatever it was it was late in the game, but they just like this game sucks, and yeah. they went away. They went. They, they they went away from the game, and they went to Raiders Chargers. Wow. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. But yeah, it's good to know. Um, let's talk a little 49ers football here for a Snap to Fields, handing off Herbert. Blockers up front. Redirects left into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Kelly on Herbert. 19-10. Good guys. That was, uh, ended up being the final score. Has the lake in Chicago frozen? Didn't you, didn't you tell a listener last week that the lake would freeze in Chicago before the 49ers would lose to the Bears wow. on Sunday, I believe? Yeah, lose Hope they nobody did. nobody went to the bank with that. That bat nineteen. The Bears suck. They they're not like the Bears are no good. Yeah, that was. I mean, but the Forty Nine ers had twelve penalties on the game, and and look, I mean, let's. This is everything that we talked about with Trey Lance. He's not he's not ready to lead that team to a Super Bowl. He's not ready. You know, I mean, it went with Trey Lance, and listen, he's got some talent. I mean, it was some terrific runs by him. I remember one late; it was a great run. He was about to get sacked, and he took off and he ran. He got the first down, but he had a big costly interception. Of course, they didn't have George Kittle in the game, and Elijah Mitchell left in the first half with a knee injury. So a couple of your big guys were, were down, but you're up 10 nothing in that game, and you end up losing it. He was 13 out of 28 for 164 yards. Now, it was rainy. It was hard to throw the football, but he didn't look very good. He was frustrated with his mistakes, but that's a big loss for the 49ers because you're not supposed to lose to the Bears. No, you're not, and we were talking last week about the soft start and, and how we were almost envious of the soft start for the 49ers. It was this. There was what the Seahawks next week, I think. Yeah, for San and they Francisco. lost the game that they should 
won. And they lost the game they should have won. And it wasn't just him. As you mentioned, the penalties were awful. I think they had 12 of them 12 for like 100 yards. Yep. That was terrible. But Trey Lance, especially towards the end of that game, and he acknowledged that he has a lot of stuff he needs to clean up. But they they got the ball back a bunch in the fourth quarter. Trey Lance couldn't muster any kind of offense at all. They turned the ball over three times in three fourth quarter drives. They had the interception. They had the two times they turned it over on downs. He did not look good at all. And it's kind of already started. Here's Kyle Shanahan after the game. Uh, you know, I thought he did some good things coming out. You know, I thought everything was pretty smooth from the beginning. Um, you know, I would have loved to hit him on that one down in the red zone that we had Croft. Um, but he came back and made a big play the next series. Um, thought he did some good things, but the way it got there at the end, um, everything kind of fell apart there. And when I say it has started, what I mean by that is it didn't take long yesterday on social media, not from fans, uh-huh. but from like respected journalist types who on Twitter kind of brought up the idea, okay, when does the Jimmy G watch start? Is it how many more weeks of this? How many more weeks of it being that bad before they legitimately have to think about going to Jimmy Garoppolo to save the season? I know it's just one week, but at some point, one week's going to become four weeks, and four weeks is going to become six weeks. And you better believe Kyle Shanahan's got a ticking clock in his head, Gambo, of when he's thinking about making that move if things don't get any better with Trey Lance. He has to. There's some great stories today. Cornerback Jalen Johnson says the Bears defeated the 49ers by making Trey Lance play quarterback. <laughs> what he said and then his big comment is, what do you think he did? He ain't do blank. Yep. He ain't do blank. We made him play quarterback. Yes. We know he hurt us in the run game with his feet, and everyone knows at some point he's going to run and make a play, but I feel like we had to really make him play quarterback. Close quote. Ugh. Look, what's the chances that he finishes the season as the starting quarterback for the 49ers? Oh, I think it's less than 15%. That little, huh? I think it's that little. I, I, I think there's a reason why they kept Jimmy Garoppolo on the run. Which, speaking of Jimmy G, I think I read a headline over the weekend, and I didn't click on the link, that the Rams... We're sniffing yes. around Jimmy oh, G. The same thing. Yeah. You see the same thing? Yeah, so the same that thing. The Rams were like, yeah. yeah, come on, cut him. Cut him. They're like, that would be cut a typical him. Rams thing. Yeah, cut him. We'll yeah. take him. Yep. We'll take him. Give ourselves some Stafford insurance. Go ahead, cut him. But that's the Rams. Like, they'll do, they'll end up doing whatever it takes to try to win. Yeah. Right? They'll sign guys. They'll, they'll spend money on a backup quarterback like that. Just have the right insurance policy. Seattle loses tonight. Everyone in the division's 0 4. Everybody yeah, well, in the I mean, they're going to lose tonight, <laughs> right? Well, Gino know. Smith's their quarterback. I don't know. You thought the Bears were going to lose at home, too, you know? It's just... It's just... <sighs> yeah, then it was raining cats and dogs. <laughs> just, you know what? Do me a favor. Mean, just don't tell somebody on Twitter that the lake in Seattle is going to freeze before Seattle beats Denver. <laughs> just, do me, just do me that favor, because that lake's not freezing up there. Right. That lake doesn't freeze. That lake, that, that lake I've, I've lived up there. That lake doesn't freeze in Seattle. So that where the don't orca go whale, that is that where the orca whales yeah, are? That's where the orca whales go. It's it's the pods. It's a sound. It's not really a lake. I mean, there's a few. There's a bunch of lakes up there, but no, it doesn't really freeze up Breach there. Breach that so. dam. Let the salmon in. <laughs> just don't, just don't feed go those tell anybody that. Twenty-one total points, but the scoring wasn't nearly enough to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. And if they don't score more, they might struggle to keep up with a lot of teams. We'll talk about the Cardinals' offense coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show.